This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Hey CYO Youth Director Mark Hurdle talks about the joys of leading youth. Mark took this position in February of 2022. He is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. So we are talking with Mark Hurdle, his new role as CYO Director. By way of introduction, Mark Hurdle has a Bachelor of Arts in Communications from Fort Hayes State University. He has been active with the youth of the Salina Diocese as a junior CYO camp counselor since 2005. Currently, Mark lives in Russell with his wife, Katie, and their four children. Wow, four kids. What are their ages? Uh, well, my stepson, Reese, is 13. And then we have Mary Kay, Isabel, and Jack. Mary Kay is almost six. Belle is, she just turned four. And Jack is one and a half. Wow. Wow. You've got a busy household. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Teenager and then three young ones. Right. That's a busy household. That is very busy. So so congratulations. That's pretty pretty cool. Thank you. All right. So, so you have this new role, CYO director. First of all, tell us what's CYO, because some people may not know. Sure. So CYO stands for a Catholic Youth Organization, and basically it's uh, the way I, I was always brought up in it. You know, it might be different around the country, but you have junior CYO, which is for your junior high students, typically sixth through eighth grade, and then you have your high school CYO or just plain CYO, and that is for your ninth through twelfth grade students. And through CYO, they uh, can continue their faith journey and and learn more about Christ and and everything that goes along with that, along with going on various trips. Uh, So whether it's a National Catholic Youth Organization convention, uh, also known as NCYC, they can go on various mission trips. Um, As you mentioned, I'm a counselor at a junior CYO camp and just a bunch of things that go along with that. And then, of course, to pay for those trips, they do a lot of fundraising and stuff. So no different than your your Ladies Guild or your Knights of Columbus. It's just an organization organization that the youth get to participate in and celebrate their faith. Excellent. All right. So so tell us a little bit about what brought you to CYO. I'm, God doesn't just suddenly take somebody and put them into the p- position of a CYO right. director. <laughs> there have been a lot of things that God has done along the way to prepare you for the position where you are now. So share with us a little bit about how God has prepared you to be in the seat right now. You know, this is this is like ultimate, right? Sitting across yeah. from me on Catholic radio, it does right. not get any better than this. So I, I feel so, like a celebrity. Exactly, right now. <laughs> exactly. So, so share with us just a little bit about you know how God has prepared you for your position now. Sure. Well, I mean, I could talk for hours and hours about my faith journey, but I'll try to summarize it best. Um, but real fast, uh, because I know my mom's watching. I always wanted to do this, and since you mentioned it, doesn't get better. Hi, mom. Nice. Um, so there's that. Nice. Uh, <laughs> wave to the camera and everything. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of my mom, I, I grew up cradle Catholic. Both my parents raised Catholic as well. And so, you know, baptized as a baby, went to our religion classes or CCD, whatever you call them. And then, um, yep, first communion, went through all the sacraments, that sort of stuff. And then I actually, I don't remember much about junior CYO from like a sixth and seventh grade standpoint, but in eighth grade, uh, Tracy Leglider, uh, the late Tracy Leglider actually, and Eileen Anderson were the sponsors. And I just very vividly remember that year. And that was kind of the first time that I started 
exploring my faith on a level beyond just my family with, you know, before meals prayer or praying before bedtime and going to church every Sunday. So that was kind of my first experience with Christ in a non-family setting. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, I did not participate in CYO until my senior year. And at that point in time, all of my junior CYO friends who were younger than me, uh, they convinced me to go CYO my senior year. And again, fell in love with it. And I actually got to participate in Prayer in Action, which was the second summer that they ever did that. And so I got to work with elderly, disabled people, um, people who are just in financial stress, and we were able to do yard work uh, for for those that needed it. We painted houses for people, and just lots of jobs that maybe aren't professionally done by high school students, but is certainly capable mm-hmm. of being done, and then just with our evening programs having uh, you know a lot of faith formation with that. So that was kind of a, a turning point for me in my faith journey of wanting to do more again beyond just going to mass every single Sunday. Um, And ironically, when I got to college, uh, I did not actively seek out things to do, whether it was joining, uh, I went to Fort Hayes, so the Catholic Campus Center that now Father Andy Hamakey, who's a good friend, um, runs. Like, I didn't really seek that out. Focused mission trips, which are designed for college students, I didn't do that, but I did approach Father Gale, who did, who started Prayer in Action, mm-hmm. and um, I told him, I was like, look, there's there's all these things you can do in CYO as a high schooler, but what is there to do as college? And so he, we actually started doing their training week as what's called College Week, which is now a staple. So I helped him sort of start that up and, and garner interest. And then for me, as you mentioned, I've been a camp counselor from 2005. Um, when I went to camp as an eighth grader, um, very shy kid, didn't really, you know, do things like go on the radio. Yeah. Uh, but it was at camp. Um, who, ironically, my first counselor is our director of youth ministry for the Salina Diocese, Bill Mayer. So there's just little trickles all throughout my faith journey here. But uh, so Bill was my first counselor and he kind of taught me to have value in myself and to drop those insecurities about what other people thought and just be the best person that I could be. And then I kind of wanted to help share that message with kids who also, you know, maybe were middle school students like me who struggled with their own self-worth and stuff. And so as a counselor, that's been my greatest blessing in life. Um, camp has given me everything. I actually met my wife there at camp. Uh, all of my best friends that I have in life are also former camp counselors. The godfather to my daughter is uh, my best friend. We were in Bill's cabin together in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And so just throughout life, God has always, um, you know, like you said, he would put me where I needed to be at the time I needed to be there. Yeah. And youth ministry was no different. I, you know, worked various jobs, you know, waited tables, mowed lawns. I sold insurance for a while and I was actually going to be losing my job and I was scrambling, trying to find a new one. You know, I'm now married with four kids. My wife's a stay at home mom. So there's just a lot of stresses that go with that. But I just kept thinking about youth ministry. I had a very close relationship with the late sister Barbara Ellen, who who ran camp and everything. And I just kept praying to her. And I was like, sister, like, I, I keep feeling called to youth ministry, but like, I, I need guidance. I need answers. And I was searching all these various job search sites, as you do when you're looking for a job, when 
it was like a little voice in my head of her saying like, check the Salina Diocese webpage. So she, so sure enough, I went to the Salina Diocese webpage and right there at the top of the page, youth director in Hayes, Kansas, which is my hometown. And it was like, all right, this, this is where I am meant to be for, for my life. And, and ironically, the person I was taking over for Rick Binder, who was uh, the CYO director at Immaculate Heart of Mary here in Hayes for 18 years, which is a very long time. He is actually the father to my first ever best friend, Matt Binder. Yeah. Um, so he and I already had a good established relationship um, and a mentorship from uh, just, again, the faith journey side of things that he has been gracious to help me through this transitional process of going from a normal life to youth ministry, which is far from normal, uh, yeah. but we can talk more about that in a little bit. But yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I am today was uh, through Sister Barb's intercession and then just God asked me to be there at the right time. Wow. That's that's quite a story, quite a journey. And yeah. we're grateful because <laughs> now here you are sitting across from me as the CYO directors and, uh, you know, just all of the, the tremendous things that, that you're doing. You know, I, I guess... What is it exactly that that um, interested you in the very beginning to really mentor and and you know be a an instrument in in really helping the teens in in youth ministry? Yeah, of course. Um, so for me, the the greatest joy I get out of it is just letting the the kids know that we all have traveled the same path, you know, and in today's world with social media and bullying and everything, you know, bullying existed from the beginning of time, essentially. But yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, a student, no matter how confident or not confident they are in themselves, everybody is loved mm-hmm. by, you know, their parents, everybody's loved by their teachers, their coaches, and of course, everybody's loved by Jesus, and we all have that mm-hmm. that that worth. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who, again, had my own insecurities, I was very introverted for a long time, I just, I wanted to share the fact that, hey, I've committed sins, I've you know, not always had the greatest relationship with Christ, but I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I've made. Or if you are making the same mistakes that I, you know, have made, you can come out of it and, and, and find, find the love of, of God and live, live the best possible life that you can possibly live. And, and even today, you know, I still make mistakes and I'm very oh, open and honest. I know it's, it can seems be? hard to believe, I know, uh, <laughs> but you know, and I'm very, honest and upfront with the kids of like, hey, look, we, we all have struggles in life um, that we go through. Adulting is not easy. And any way I can prepare them for for the, the struggles that they'll encounter in the world and to take them not only head on themselves with full confidence in themselves, but also knowing that Christ is walking there with them. Um, that for me is the greatest joy is, is molding them into, you know, hopefully the future of the church. Give me some examples of some of the joys of this new position as CYO director. Um, so when I was in CYO, everyone met monthly. And when I took this job over, that's what I was anticipating. And I was also just anticipating kind of being more of like a puppet master from behind the scenes based on the way the job description read. Not the case, because <laughs> uh, Rick's group at Immaculate Heart of Mary met weekly. So I instantly was like, holy cow, I have to now essentially teach and entertain these kids every single week for, you know, the next 18 years, if I'm so lucky, (laughs) Um, and just trying to come up with all of, uh, you know, the 
the stories and the inspiration and, and lessons and so on and so forth, uh, that's been a challenge for sure. But for me, the greatest joys are when we do have those what I like to call God moments, those uh, or God is good moments that's stolen from prayer and action. And that's where whether it's at a meeting, on a mission trip, at a fundraiser, whatever it is, when I see them encounter Christ or I see them hear what they're needing to hear. You know, sometimes I'm in a meeting and we'll be talking about, you know, whatever struggles, joys, whatever. And you'll just see one of those students, their eyes kind of light up. And it's like, you know, it's no different than sitting in mass and hearing something in the homily that caters exactly to your situation. And you just, you feel God speaking to you in that. And then when you encounter him on a physical, like personal level through, yeah, working with the homeless on a mission trip or working with the youth at Junior CYO camp and and you feel, truly feel his presence. Just being able to witness that Mm -hmm. is so cool. And I really kind of get to do it on a weekly basis. And that fulfills me um, along with them. Uh, So the big challenge uh, for me is the administrative side of things. Uh, It's it's easy for me to get up and, as I said, talk to kids, teach them about Christ, entertain them with fun games or silly dances or whatever it is. (laughs) But when you have to do a lot of the planning for, you know, trips. So like right now I am in the process of working on our NCYC plans and how we're going to pay for everything on top of the fact of making sure we fundraise enough money to to also be able to take everybody for the amount that we want to you know, help contribute as the CYO and as the parishes around the communities. So finances are certainly a big part of that. But speaking of finances, since you brought up Gordon and Mary, I've actually gotten to know uh, two of their kids, Rebecca and Sam, very well, courtesy of CYO. They're wonderful kids. um, And and I know that they get all of their brightness and all of their joy for for Christ uh, from Mary and Gordon. And so to outdo Mary, because I actually haven't seen Rebecca and Sam in a little bit because they have their family nights on Wednesdays. Um, we have a wonderful group of kids that are always ready to serve, ready to donate their their time, their talent, and in this case, even their own fundraising money to to then give back into the communities uh, surrounding, you know, Divine Mercy in this case. How do they go about helping with fundraising through CYO? Right. And and that is the, the other challenge in of itself is, uh, you know, trips take a lot of coordination, whether it's, you know, getting adult sponsors, because we, we have to have a certain number of adults for a certain number of children, um, and, you know, hotels and gas expense and, and what cars we're going to take on top of, like, what we're going to do in our downtime. There's just a lot of coordination that goes on with that. But then, and especially on the fundraising side of things. I mean, we have our fireworks stand that we do. We just got done with a haunted house um, fundraiser. We have a spaghetti dinner coming up in February. The junior CYO is going to be hosting a cornhole tournament this spring. And we have a bunch of other ideas on the table uh, because now that we have merged all three of the parishes, you know, it's not just Immaculate Heart of Mary, which is what Rick was in charge of now. It's St. Nick's, St. Joe's, and Immaculate Heart of Mary. And then, of course, we encourage uh, students from all over the area to come. So, you know, if you're from Plainville or La Crosse or Ellis or wherever, like you are more than welcome to come and and be a part of our family. And for, for us, that's kind of the other, I guess, goal is to establish a true community because in a town where you have three parishes, not including the Catholic Campus Center, of course, I think it's really easy for people to identify with, with a certain parish. But at the end of it all, 
we're all Catholic, right? And we all serve our, our parishes and then the diocese at large. And then, of course, the entire Catholic community at large that we want to, first and foremost, just be the catalyst of, you know, just like Jesus and his disciples. And it started with them and then it just exploded onto the rest of the world. We want to kind of get back to the, you know, it doesn't matter your name, where you come from, you know, who you're representing. We just want to help. And so when it comes to our fundraisers, yeah, we represent all three of those parishes uh, through those fundraisers, but then we also make sure that when we take those trips and we go on those mission trips, we're letting them know, hey, we're from Hayes, Kansas, but we want to, you know, we want to support you here. And there's lots of times where we'll do, you know, like a night prayer for a church that we're staying at um, as like a way to give thanks back to them for letting us stay with them. And, and it's just always a give and take, and that's what we should always be doing with our time and our, our, our money and everything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. Love that. So I don't think we answered the question about challenge. So yes. So we'll go ahead and talk about that. So, so again, as, I, as I've said, the financial <laughs> part, certainly a big portion, and that goes along with the coordination for the fun, fundraising and also oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the trips. Because really, I mean, a trip to NCYC, for example, per person, not yeah. student, adult, doesn't matter, it's $650. Well. I know as somebody who, again, I'm working for the church, churches don't pay that much, uh, but that's okay, I'm fulfilled in many other ways. Um, And then my wife is a stay-at-home mom and we got four kids at home. So like money's typically tight and it would be a lot for me to come up with $650. And while we do certainly get plenty of donations all the time from various people um, from Hayes and the surrounding communities. That is definitely the most difficult is trying to budget everything out and say, okay, how much can we comfortably ask for people to sort of pay their own way? And then how much can we truly raise in order to pay the rest of the expense on CYO's behalf. And for me, it's an uncomfortable situation to, again, either ask people for money or ask people to pay more than maybe they're comfortable with. And so that's that's the part of the job that I probably hate the most because I know in my own situation that would be very difficult for me to fork over you know a large chunk of change um, even though I know the experience itself will pay tenfold. And we do try to make our fundraisers fun that way the kids want to participate in yeah. those but it is hard work and you know yeah. it's it's not for everybody all the time. And it does sound like a lot of fun though and and fun for the community to come for the the cornhole competition oh, yes. and you know spaghetti dinner who doesn't love it did you said spaghetti uh-huh. dinner right who yep. doesn't love a spaghetti dinner right? So where do they find the list of of all these activities and how they can support you? Sure. So um and I'll probably have to send it to you on an email or something, but we have uh, pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you just look up Hey CYO, it should pop up, yeah. um, and that covers both the high school and the junior CYO. So that's the easiest way to keep track of the news. Um, we're always in the church bulletins, and if you're a registered member of CYO, parent emails are always included on that. But if you do want to be a part of those emails, you can always reach out to me, and then that way, if I send an email out saying, "Hey, we need sponsors for this trip or that trip," you can, you know your hand, uh, hypothetically, of course, and uh, and say you want to go. So, yeah, there's lots of different ways to, to keep track of what's going on. But on top of that, we also always extend the invitation to parents, siblings, parishioners to join us even with our meetings. Like our meetings are not just only the high schoolers are allowed in and then we shut the door and we have our meeting. Like, no, we very much want the parents to come and share in that experience with the their their children 
And so, and oftentimes we'll even have, we'll be joined by the priests of those parishes too. We had a guest speaker a couple of weeks ago to kind of coincide with Veterans Day. I had a buddy who served um, over in Africa for a while and two of the priests, uh, Father Father Rich Days and Father Nick Parker joined us for that. And even just having their presence there, even though they weren't the, the guest speakers themselves, really means a lot to the kids. So yeah, it's it's pretty much an open invitation all the time. We need to take a short break right now, but stay tuned to One Body Stewarding God's Creation on Divine Mercy Radio. We'll be right back with more about the joys of leading youth with KCYO Director Mark Kirtle. One Body We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. One body, one body, stewarding God's creation. The joys of leading youth. One body, one body. With Mark Hurdle. One body, stewarding God's creation. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. Mark Hurdle. He, um, he's a CYO director. Been talking to him about a whole lot of things. You know, the last thing that you mentioned, you uh-huh. know, as, is, uh, you know, we were talking about how parents are invited to meetings and priests. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I hear so often from from youth groups that they don't really welcome the parents because it, it causes the children to maybe not open up as much. And, sure. and I'm just wondering what your experience is, because I really love it that you're inviting parents and you're inviting priests, and I really love that. And I'm just wondering what's your experience? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly that, that risk that you take of um, a student maybe not wanting to participate as much, but usually the way our meetings are designed is it's it's a message, no different than, again, you're hearing a homily or if you're sitting in class listening to the teacher or whatever, there's there's usually a theme, a message that, that is taking place. And what I've found is when a parent joins their student at a meeting, they then go home and they talk about that. Mm-hmm. No different than you do with a TV show or a movie or a song you heard on the radio. And it's like, oh, like, what did this mean to you? How did yeah. this make you feel? And so it further establishes that that foundation for these students for when they do go off to college is, yeah, they're not sitting there wondering like, well, you know, we haven't been to church every single Sunday as a family. Why aren't we going mom, dad, you know, and you ask them those questions. And uh, that is actually something that I see a lot is you would assume that some of those kids are there because their parents are making them go. Whereas in reality, I see far more students who are there and then they say, like, I go home and I try to, like, give this back to my parents because either they've fallen away from Christ or they aren't attending Mass every single Sunday or they haven't been to confession in 35 years. Yeah. And it's through, and again, the late great Sister Barb uh, used to always say, you know, the the youth of our church is the, the spark that'll ignite the world on fire with their passion and love for the Lord and, and their faith. And so... For me, 
that's never more true is if you get some high schooler going home and saying, hey, mom, dad, let's go to confession next Friday. Like what mom and dad is going to turn around and say, oh, no, we're not doing that. You know, like it's it's very powerful to to start with the youth and then see that expand into the parents. Because, I mean, yeah, the more the students involved, then typically the more the parent gets involved and then they get involved in. Bible studies or Knights of Columbus or, you know, hanging Christmas decorations at church. And just the more you make it a family event, uh, the more I think you can get out of it and have those deep rooted discussions with each other. Sure, sure. Share with me what a typical meeting is like. Sure. So um, usually at a meeting, I would say maybe seven out of 10 meetings is either me speaking or like a guest speaker. And sometimes even some of our leadership team members um, will will give their own speeches. um, And those are always really great. Other meetings like tonight, for example, uh, we've had a lot of like really serious meetings back to back to back. So tonight we're just playing games like we're just having a fun night. So parents don't feel like you need to come to tonight because yeah, you're probably not going to get much out of it unless you want to make a fool of yourself in front of your student. (laughs) Um, So uh, but we do have um a couple of special events too. So um, on December 18th and December 21st, uh, respectively, the junior CYO and high school CYO will be doing what we call drive-by prayers. And so you can sign up. We have a Google form online that you can fill out. Or again, you can just reach out to me directly and you can either sign yourself up or sign someone else up to receive a drive-by prayer. And so we will come to your house and whether it's a joyful thing, you know, maybe you had a new baby and you want to sign celebrating that in that glorious, glorious uh, miracle, we will come and pray with you and pray for the baby and stuff like that. Or, you know, maybe you have somebody who is ill, they have cancer or, or some other ailment that is causing them pain and suffering, we will come and pray with you for those things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's a special event where, yeah, we get out of our meeting space and we will yeah go out to the community, spend time with them. And then, you know, we'll probably wrap it up with some hot cocoa or something uh, at the mm-hmm. end of the meeting. But which I don't think I've actually said, typically the junior CYO meets monthly and we meet at uh, St. Nick's Parish Hall for, for a normal meeting. And then the high school CYO, we meet in the church basement of Immaculate Heart of Mary Church um, right there on Vine Street. And that is every Wednesday from 730 to 830. So if you're listening to this and you're a parent of a student or you are a student and you haven't been coming or maybe you came one time two years ago and you haven't been back, come on down. And especially tonight, like this is the easiest night to join in because we're not going to be doing anything super serious. Yeah. Yeah, love that. I love it. I, I love that you're really putting out that invitation to and and really encouraging. So do you teach two of these classes a month then? Is that what I'm hearing? Am I adding up together? Or, or are there more parishes than just the two that you're talking about now? Uh, so again, St. Nick's, St. Joe's, and Immaculate Heart of Mary are kind of like the sponsored parishes. They're the ones who, you know, pull, pull the funding together and, and help pay for, uh, you know, if we're ordering pizza or something like that, like we get a little bit of a stipend from them for, for that. And again, they help out with trips and things. But even though it's Primarily those three parishes, yeah, if you're coming from Victoria, uh, La Crosse, wherever, um, where Shinshin, Catherine, like I, I have kids from, I think, 
Paradise is another one. Uh, so it was students from all over the place. But again, high school meets every week um, unless so we didn't meet the night before Thanksgiving because everybody just wanted a break. But but yeah, so typically we meet every week, including summertime. And so, yeah, that's that's for lack of a better way to look at it, probably 50 meetings a yeah. year yeah. on top of all of our trips and fundraising and stuff that we do, which is extracurricular time. Wow. Whereas the junior high, yeah, we have our September through like April meetings and then we kind of end it with junior CYO camp in May. Okay. So so that'd be about like 10ish meetings for the for the junior high kids. We are talking with Mark Hurdle. He is the new um, CYO director for Hayes. Tell me a little bit about those mission trips because uh, you know that's that's a very powerful life-changing thing I think for for many of our our teens is to to really encounter you know through those those mission trips so right. talk to us a little bit about that yeah they're really uh, great um, I brought up prayer and action before um, so prayer and action the way that they operate is they do mission trips in towns of the Salina Diocese. So whether you're talking Manhattan, Junction City, Salina, Abilene, Solomon, you know, all the way down. We go and basically you solicit or, or the way it kind of works is they solicit through church bulletins, announcements, stuff like that. And they say, hey, if anybody has any work that they need done that they either yeah can't afford to do or are unable to do um, physically, we would love to come and help you do that. And so our students are able to go and they do that during the day. It's always during the summer. So it's usually about 110 degrees mm-hmm. outside, mm-hmm. which is really great. Um, but yeah, so they, they get the work in and they see, you know, kind of what that's like to, to sacrifice your your body to to help someone in need. And, you know, we don't ask for anything in return. Um, obviously, some people feel kind enough to want to donate either financially or actually last year we got donated a chainsaw, which was really great. Yeah, after right. we cut down this uh, one old guy's like trees in Ogden after they had a big storm come through. And that was just a wonderful experience. Um, We've also taken trips out of state. So this past summer, we went to Denver and we worked with the uh, homeless communities out there. So we worked at various food banks and then we went out and delivered the food to the homeless uh, communities. We also worked with the ARC, similar to the ARC that we have here in Hayes. Um, And and we went and, uh, you know, it was kind of like working in a department store where we're putting things on the the clothing racks and stuff and helping people as they come in and and things of that nature. So ARC Um, is like a thrift store? Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. So, yeah, we've done uh, things like that. But then even beyond the mission work um, that we do, we also one of my favorite things that I got to experience for the first time this year is we took a group of students to St. Minerad, Indiana, which is a uh, monastery for monks. um, But then they also have, oh, the. The term is escaping me, but where all the religious sisters live as well. A convent. It, yes, thank you, okay. convent. Uh, I don't know why that was hard for me to remember. Yeah, okay. um, so, so yeah, we we stay at the monastery and we um, learn about the mass, uh, which is you know whether it's the Eucharistic ministry, whether it's lecture reading, whether it's cantering, whether it's. Um, uh, serving, altar serving, that sort of stuff. They go and they like dive deep. I mean, we're talking. It's almost like a college level, wow. d- like three day intensity course of, you know, that particular part of the mass. And so we took a group of students up there and 
it was just life changing for them mm-hmm. because you know it's very easy to tune out during mass, but then once you understand what's going on and you really kind of center yourself and allow Christ to you know and the Holy Spirit to work through you, you realize how beautiful the thing. Mass is, and especially yeah. as a dad with four kids, it is hard for me to get anything out of mass. But yeah. for for those yeah. high school students yeah. to, you know, we talked about that aha God moment is to watch them sit there and say like, wow, when the Eucharist is happening, you know, and that's being administered to every member of the communion, like, wow, yeah. and and to see that that light go on in their heads is just incredible. So um, again, those trips and and even NCYC, that's kind of a prayer and worship type of a event. And you know, some people they for them the biggest God moment is, hey, we're in adoration with sixty thousand people, and you can hear a pin drop. And, and things like that. And then you have all of these priests and, and sometimes even the Pope makes an appearance. Um, and, you know, they do uh, confessions with everybody. And to see 60,000 people going to confession, which is something that a lot of people fear, gives you the courage to then go do it yourself and then go do it on a regular basis once you get back home. And, you know, what has been your feedback from, from your students, you know, coming back? Oh, yeah. Um, See, and I always, for me, the one thing that we heard at camp at our orientation every year is camp was always such a booster. You know, it was a is a Catholic booster, a faith booster. And you would go and you'd feel rejuvenated. But the problem is, is, you know, once you get one month, two months, three months away from camp, now that that kind of awareness wears off. And, and then maybe you fall back into, again, same old habits, same old sins, whatever the case is. And then you came back to camp a year later and it's like, well, you know, it's been a tough year. And that's why for me, even just the weekly CYO thing is such a blessing because you don't have time to rest. Um, I heard a quote the other day that if your faith was a workout, you can't just work out on Sundays, yeah. you know? And so for, for me to have a Wednesday, meeting with the kids, you have mass on Sundays, and then my job is, you know, a Monday through Friday job, I get to be around God all the time without distraction, which, well, without, you know, the normal distractions of somebody who doesn't work in youth ministry. But so that's a blessing for me, but that's something that I want to push onto the kids as well, particularly our public school kids. You know, we have a lot of TMP students, but those Hayes High students, you know, they're not going to religion class every other day and they're not going to confession every Friday and adoration every Friday and mass every, you know, Wednesday or whatever it is that they have that for them to see and be okay with the fact of like, no, it is good to celebrate my faith on a day by day basis on a minute by minute basis. And to, you know, one thing that I like to preach to them is if someone ever looks at you and they try to insult you by saying, oh, you're too Catholic or you're too holy that is the greatest compliment they can actually give you mm-hmm. because it means you are acting as Christ out in the in your schools your communities and people see it and recognize it yeah. they may not like it you know jesus was persecuted too yeah. but you are you are acting as Christ to those people and maybe through your perseverance you can change their lives as well we only have about eight more minutes. So what would you like to share that we haven't discussed about? Sure. Well, what we experience in CYO, oftentimes it's the same kids, the same parents who are at, you know, consistently at those meetings. But nothing is more joyful than when you see a new face, student or parent, that come in and they say, I want to give this a try. I want to yeah, donate my time, donate my money, whatever it is. Yeah. So for me, like I said, 
my goal as CYO director, first and foremost, is to be there for the kids and help them in their faith journey. Um, and then through the kids, hopefully they can reach their parents, their siblings, their friends, their teammates, their future coworkers, you know, whatever, and, and, and establish that foundation because especially on the high school side of things, you know, here in Hayes, you get confirmed uh, when you're an eighth grader. Other places, I know Russell, where I live, they do it as juniors. Other places do it even before eighth grade. But as eighth graders, you're, you're saying yes to, to God. You're saying yes to your Catholic faith. And then after eighth grade, you're not required to do anything. It then becomes your job, you know, your, by all Catholic standards, your Catholic adult responsibility to continue growing in your faith, to continue to seek the truth, to continue, you know, sharing the love of Christ. And there's no better way to do that than going to CYO and hanging out with a bunch of your friends, a bunch of your colleagues, and then making new friends. I know whenever we go to a place, even uh, we just had the diocesan convention, um, which was held in Salina at uh, the Sacred Heart School there. My goal for all the kids, as I said, I want everybody to come home with one new friend. You know, somebody from another town that you established a relationship with, that you have common ground with as a Catholic, and you can you can share the love of Christ with them. And everybody, to my knowledge, accomplished that goal. And That's pretty cool. if and if everybody does it, you know, it's no different than the whole you know, if I tell you something and you go tell two friends and those two friends go tell two friends, you know, it just explodes. Yeah. And so the more you invite people in, the more you recognize the signs that God has given you and say like, okay, there's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I'm hearing this. There's a reason I'm viewing this. There's a reason for all of these things. I like to say there's no coincidences because yeah. if there was coincidences, you could write a book about my life yeah. <laughs> because I was just, it, everything has been laid in front of me. And while I may have taken some crazy paths to get to those points, Ultimately, I ended up where God wanted me to be, yeah. and that's that's where everyone else is going to be in life. So you might as well do it together and enjoy the journey, and not fly solo. Yeah, I love it. I really do. What a what a great philosophy that you have there. And we're talking with Mark Hurdle. He is a CYO director for Hayes and the surrounding communities, and we've been talking about oh my goodness, so many things, so many wonderful things that you have going on. Um, be watching your your uh, bulletins so that whenever they have their their cornhole tournament or their spaghetti <laughs> dinner or whatever it is, that you can go and support them. Thanks for tuning in to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Folks, heaven is unseen, and so are these airwaves. However, if you want to save unseen souls for heaven, please go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate, where your donation will be seen and appreciated. You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, Pardon not your hearts.